Ready, Freddy? Yep, let's go. Your systems are offline. This station is now the ultimate power in the universe. The Pat and AJ podcast. Well, because they got great banter. They jib jab, jib jab, jib jab, jib jab. Pat and AJ. I feel like the conversation we've been having in the last five minutes is a lot more interesting than the shit they're talking about on the radio. Just moronic commentary and stupid sound effects, and it's just dumb. It doesn't make any sense. It's the Pat and AJ podcast. It's the Pat and AJ podcast. I just realized, looking here, um. At the walls of the Groove Cat Lounge, that the Beatles documentary on Apple, uh, not Apple Plus, Disney Plus, is so goddamn long. I still haven't finished it. You haven't I'm, finished it yet? I'm saying that because I'm watching. I, there's a picture of the Beatles in front of us, and plus they're now starting to pump up the uh, rooftop concert in IMAX. Oh, wow. Which they just released like as an album now. You can listen to it, which I did. And... Um, yeah, I think it's, it's fucking long, man. It's like each each piece is like two and a half, three hours long. That's insane. It's I mean, really long. As a non-Beatles fan, I watched almost the entire first episode, and that was it. I, I got until about, uh, there was about 40 minutes left, and I was like, okay, yeah. like, you have to be so devoted to the Beatles to you sit through to know, like yeah. eight hours. Of, you have because, to know a lot. You yes. have to know a lot of backstory too. Yeah. There is not a lot of, I mean, it was enjoyable for, I definitely would say the first hour was fascinating, but like you said, you have to know a lot of background mm-hmm. and like you also realize like there's a reason a lot of this footage was never released because it's boring. It is. It's just people making an album, yeah, but sometimes the artistic process is not is as boring. Yeah. Boring. Trust me as, as someone, I mean, just the fucking process when I first got into radio, uh, back in the day when we used to still produce like our own commercials and uh, all types of little audio things. Look, some of the most mundane process can be sitting in that studio with someone who listens to the same sound 47 times yep. just to tweak it a little bit each time to yep. get it to sound a certain way. And yeah, you're right. After a while, it just becomes kind of, all right, all right, coming up with a song, coming up with a song, coming up with a song. But yeah, I haven't fucking finished it. And well, I'm like, good luck I'm, finishing I'm it. a Beatles fan, you know, like I'm a Beatles fan. It's just, it's a lot. It is. The final, see, I finished episodes one and two and the third one is where they finally finish the album and then they, uh, they go perform the rooftop concert and then the band is over. So, you know, that's, that's the end. You'll get there. Don't worry. I will. Man. Yeah. I mean, at least you know how it ends. <laughs> like the Titanic, right? Yeah. The band breaks up. <laughs> Welcome everyone. 106 episode of the Pat and AJ podcast, a podcast that you can hear on Spotify without, uh, we don't anger any artists. Like Neil, no. Neil Young isn't angry at us. You know, I really think we should threaten to pull our podcast Are we going to threaten to pull? Because I, I think it may, I think it may. <laughs> Spotify may change that their tune. That would be the fucking stupidest publicity stunt known to man. Is that us two dumbasses? We take this big stance on Joe Rogan and COVID misinformation and Spotify and go, oh yeah, we're pulling our free uh, uh, podcast that Spotify doesn't even fucking care if we're on there or not. Eh, we're gonna pull it. No, they don't care. <laughs> let's do it. Let's do it. You know, I'll I tell you what, the though. energy for that. Shockingly, and and this is, uh, you know, the side of Joe Rogan is like a lot of people, right? He's like me. He's like you. He's 50 shades of gray, and there's parts you like, you don't like, and parts you identify with. But um, shockingly, like, uh, everyone in this thing, I feel like, is, is acting like appropriate and understanding and yeah nobody's like if you're super up to date on like what's not there's no like mudslinging yeah there's no like fuck yous but there's just a lot of like hey man and 
And dare I say, because listen, do I, I, I don't know. I think Joe Rogan, you know, I think he's abusing his platform a little bit. It's not safe to tell people to take a heart warmer yeah. for COVID. Shut the fuck up. You're getting think, a lot of money. It's yeah. fine. But on top of that, Spotify is now putting like disclaimers before yeah. certain podcasts saying, hey, this could contain misinformation about COVID because I didn't expect them to do anything. I mean, yeah. they pretty much were like, well, if Neil Young wants his music taken down, then that's fine well, because with us. You're an artist, right? Yeah. And, and you have the absolute right. To, so I wasn't expecting to. Spotify yeah. to respond at all. So, yeah, like you said, you know, everybody, everybody's acting oddly um, adult. Not even they Joe are. Rogan. Didn't yeah. he say something about it? Joe today? Rogan released a thing where he one literally says, listen, I'm a Neil Young fan and has a whole story about working security at a Neil Young show when he was coming up, you know, as a young man. Maybe this stung a little bit. Um, And he was really great and was just like, I don't want to offend Neil Young or Joni Mitchell or all these artists now. And he very much, and something that I've agreed with, and if you listen to all of kind of the Rogan inner circle, which is a lot of comics, right? He's yeah, a, he's a comedian. What he does. They all say the same thing. The general consensus is he's through the looking glass with this podcast. Yeah. He's gone from the point of making fun of the news to being the news. Yes. And he isn't quite there yet and no. he addressed that in his little ig statement like he said like listen i never intended this to become what it is and i he said it's quickly um lose i'm losing control of it yeah. so he goes i'm gonna try to learn and do better and for for better or for worse or or you know i know some folks who love to hang them high you know this is kind of a more hey amicable ending where he goes uh spotify can put warnings on my, my episodes podcast, yeah Ones that deal with the COVID and shit. And I will try to have on people who have maybe different views. Yeah. Um, uh, more like what he say, like kind of back to back. He goes, it's not fair that I have on one guy who gives one point of view, but then I have on another guy like Sanjay Gupta three months later, right? Yeah. Because for three months then, people have formed their opinions well, here's based my, off what that interview was. Here's my question, and I don't know if you can go answer ahead. it or not. because I, I have read all about this. Good. Yes, go I don't ahead. listen to Joe Rogan. I have no... See, I don't fucking either. I, I don't watch. have any disrespect for the guy. I just don't listen. Oh, I'm, not feel, po- I'm not a huge podcast person. Hey, now, have, there you go. I don't have fucking time, That's, man. There you go. Listen, right... <laughs> fucking time for bad it's like back when we used to work on the radio we're like listen if you have time to listen all day for a code word awesome I'll we sure as fuck don't word. but um so ahead. does joe did joe rogan i don't think he told people to use alternate did he tell people to use alternative treatments for covid or did you just he did he has, just say i use this this worked for me and is, it exploded this is kind of and and again like you said the problem is is this is a two and a half hour and he admits this in his ig and i don't want to call it an apology but his statement right his his statement says i need to do a better job of preparing for my interviews he goes i literally his process he says is to go in no preconceived notions and just talk yeah. and let's see where it goes, which is fine when you're having on Ari Shafir or you're having on um, Hamilton Morris to talk about DMT. Yeah. When you have on Elon Musk, when you have on doctors that are presenting quite alternative theories to yeah. mainstream acceptable science, you probably should have a little bit of prep. And he says, it's, you know what? I need to get better at that. Okay. I need to learn to kind of have questions ready and to kind of learn how to probe. Sure. So, you know, 
it's, it's so weird to hear everybody like kind of taking their own responsibility for this situation. Like, like nobody, no. nobody is throwing their hands up and saying, yeah. you know, fuck you guys. Yeah. Everybody's just kind of doing their Do you part. Neil Young and Joni Mitchell took their music down. Spotify's putting on a disclaimer. Joe Rogan issued a statement. Yeah, I was going to say, yeah. Spot- Take, I mean, he is taking some responsibility for his content, which he is, is flat very out, odd. Yeah, he is. Yeah, I mean, and, and, and the whole problem with the Rogan thing, like you said, what is this specifically around, is that, you know, he has this two and a half hour or three hour long podcast they're fucking long and essentially rogan kind of gets high and then just talks with someone for sure. a very long time and which is what we do every night yeah right <laughs> um but but then like anything it becomes it's this other ecosystem of clips and it's the clips that either he uploads or other people upload but it's you take that, a, and that's how i consume his podcast is like instagram clips or reels and exactly. stuff like that i don't sit and listen to the three hours if he said something controversial or something that's making the news i see the reel of it on instagram and that that's the thing is that for every time he has on someone and or whatever, he says, well, look, I got COVID and I took the fucking horse dewormer and it worked for me. Um, you know, he says that. And then he also says, hey, but I'm a fucking moron. Don't listen to me. Yeah. That's not the clip that gets heard. No. Right. So it's weird. But that like literally it's like he's kind of taken the note and whether or not it's because it came from Neil Young um, I don't know. Some, maybe he's I in my theory. Maybe is, he he respects him to a certain level. I think he probably respects Neil Young. If he talked about him, then he he, he, he said def- he's a fan. He yeah. said he's a legitimate fan. So of Neil maybe Young. just on a personal level, it stung a little bit. Yeah. Two, I think, and I'm not going to say he's panicking, but he's definitely trying to cover his butt. He's got a hundred million dollars on that the line with Spotify, money, and Spotify lost a lot of money. Whether you can it was joke, like ten like percent or it of was their, a, yeah, yeah, it was like four stuck. billion dollars. Oh. It was insane. You, you can make fun of Neil Young and Joni Mitchell all you want. The fact is, Spotify. Mm-hmm. Spotify lost a ton of money after they pulled their music. So yeah. he's probably he's trying to cover his butt. He's trying to protect Spotify. And obviously he's trying not to piss off Neil Young, which he's already done. So it's it's just very interesting. But I'm the- putting my foot down and we are taking this podcast off Spotify. <laughs> Dude, that was even the funny part. Imagine like, a hundred million dollars for this podcast. Oh my I goodness! Shit my pants. And like, but but like, I legitimately because I get that man because life is a runaway train sometimes, and this happens all the time um, to people in life. And I'm talking anyone from the William Hungs to Joe the Plumber, right? People who just by happenstance catch this lightning in a bottle, and then it becomes something. And for him, I really think it was just kind of this side project everyone was doing it and it you know it just became something that is like he admits quickly growing out of his control yeah it's to the point to where when he speaks that's the news yeah that's fucked up not used to that you know what that's like to like have your words be the news when 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 normally you're the person who just like like me and you me and you right now we observe the world we observe media we observe whatever the fuck it is and we talk about it and we have an opinion show and we make fun and whatever imagine the shit we say within that podcast then becomes the quotes. No, yeah, and if you think about Joe Rogan, I mean, I, I used to be a huge Fear Factor fan. So oh, I, who wasn't, right? I knew him from Fear Factor. You knew him from stuff before that, right? Well, you know, the first time I actually figured him out was obviously Fear Factor, but then I heard him on Howard Stern, and I said, this guy is hilarious. Yeah, he's funny. And that's when I learned he's a comic, and that's when Stern said on the show, this is back in the fucking 2000s, late 90s maybe, um, Howard was saying, 
This is what they need to put on TV. Yeah. Why don't they put you doing this on TV? And he goes, oh, I do all this, but they just cut it out. He's like, it's just me being serious. He's always been just kind of like a secondary player that you knew was around. You knew yeah. you you either knew he did A, B, C, or D. You probably didn't know he did and then A he had and what? B, too. He had talk radio, which, yeah. of course, he was big on that. Um, or no, news radio, news radio. Um, and then the UFC thing. The UFC yeah. thing kind of gave him this new life where he became the commentator for the MMA stuff. And then it was he became this weird kind of shaman with psychedelics. Yeah. Like all of a sudden, Joe Rogan, as at the time, we were all going, oh, the Fear Factor guy, the MMA guy, was like leading this charge of uh, plant-based uh, medicine for life, yeah. whether it's DMT or cannabis or whatever the fuck. And he's having on these neuroscientists talking about what these psychological experiences are when you are on fucking mushrooms. Yeah, but my point is, is that he's never been, he's never been like a Howard Stern. No. He's always just kind of flown under the radar, did his own thing and got paid he's for it. He's a comic. It. So I don't think he is, I don't think he's a, as well prepared as we think he is to no. deal with this. No, he was never, I mean, again, he, he. He may appear, no, you know, pun intended, totally fearless on his podcast, yeah. but who knows? He may go home and cry about this. I, I mean, mean, he may freak him out a little bit. I mean, this is probably the most freedom he's had because if you think about it, he tried the Hollywood way, right? Doing the, you know, doing the natural thing, which is I'm a comic and I parlay my comic um, prowess into some kind of a TV or movie yeah. deal, right? And he kind of did that both with the Fear Factor thing and the talk radio or yeah, a news radio thing. Yeah, he was never big enough to be like a Seinfeld. Yeah, there so... Would never, there would never be just, you know, a, a Rogan, you yeah. know? So, yeah, yeah. Like, so he was, didn't work. He was never going to be like the, the star. The Rogan yeah. show. And I think this has to be kind of freeing to be doing this podcast and are arguably the top of your game. You're making all this money, but fuck, now it's like, it's a bucking Bronco. Yeah. And it's like a bull. And He's it's just... control of it. Yeah. It is. Like, what do you do? Like, you're trying to... I mean, you're making news while it's just it has to be a mindfuck. Yeah. I do not want to be like that. How about that? I no. mean, I would love, I would love to make money off this podcast. Well, it would be fun. But it would be amazing. But I also only, don't but, want that kind of pressure. But only like him where you get paid to do you. Like he's essentially. He's and, getting paid by Spotify. Yes. Now listen. He's I, not getting paid by, you know, Kraft Macaroni and Cheese to talk about how much he loves their boxed macaroni and cheese every six minutes. I have no doubt that while Spotify allows him creative freedom, then yes, there's no doubt been a little behind-the-scenes talk about some guidelines, yeah. how far we can truly go, um, and perhaps in a situation like this when you lose $3 billion in worth or something, maybe you talk to them. But it's a far cry from, you're right, the other podcasters who are shilling, like, you know, like like the Alex Jones who are selling fucking powder, right. uh, you know, protein powder, or, hey, shop at this website and use my code, yeah. JoJo on the podcast. Yeah, well, and that, that kind of ties back into the COVID thing. Like, did he ever tell people, don't get the vaccine? I for Again, I don't know. I don't yeah. listen. But if he didn't, and he just said, this is what I used and it worked, it's not yeah. Endorsement. Yeah. He's not telling you use this medicine no. because I endorse it. So it's a very fine line. Yeah. It, 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 you know, it comes down again. Something we all love to just throw out the window What's is that? personal responsibility. Get the fuck out you of can here. listen to somebody's podcast. You can listen to, you can watch TV, whatever. Yeah. Nobody is forcing you to do or say anything you see or hear on that media. So don't blame it on other people. You know, you have personal responsibility for yourself. And now what's the other thing? Who is it? Um, Harry and Megan too got involved because they have like this and like AJ fucking hates Megan Markle. Oh, she hates our America's princess. I don't like here 
Ooh. She hates America. I don't like Princess. either one of them. How I, dare you? Don't get me started. How I don't dare care you. For, I, I love them. I love no, them. No, listen. Love you them. say that I hate Meghan Markle, and it's gonna she somebody's does. gonna call me a racist. See, and that's so not true. I hate both you're of like, them uh, equally. You're like that British guy. You're like Piers Morgan. I think it dirty is. Racist. Listen, let me just get it out of the way. I think it is so weird that they got married, spent yeah. all this public money on their wedding, yes. and then decided, yeah, we don't want to do this anymore. Yeah. And they left and said, we want to live out of the public eye. And all they're doing is trying to stay oh, in the public God, eye. Listen, see how upset she they're gets? They're hypocrites. How dare you? Harry and Meghan got involved because they have this Spotify deal, which shockingly, I like seeing how much less money theirs is worth. How much is it? I don't it's like even... $30 million, yeah. which is still like a lot of fucking money. But yeah, it is. on the grand scheme, when you're like, Rogan's getting $100 bill and you're getting $30 mil, uh, But they apparently got involved as well, kind of with Spotify, like saying, hey, we're in bed with you guys as well. And not in a Neil Young way where we're just, we have a body of work that you're streaming for us. In a, we're creating with you, like, listen... You know, we we need to figure something out. And again, no one's saying, notice there's no fucking cancel Rogan. No. There's no, yeah, I mean, people obviously are saying, yeah, cancel or um, uh, cancel Spotify. Justin, if you want to hear Neil Young, sign up for uh, yeah. Apple Music. Sign up for uh, Amazon Prime Music. You, this, It's not cancel culture. It's a choice. It's, a, get, yeah, it's very choice again, based, right? Personal responsibility. Yeah. Make that choice for yourself. Mm-hmm. It doesn't mean we're canceling anybody. Yeah, so which which I've done before. And that shit gets tiring. It I, I mean, it really does. I had a beef with Jimmy John's for years. I finally gave up my beef with Jimmy John's. He had yeah. a beef with Chick-fil-A. He oh, gave that I had a up. fucking beef with Chick-fil-A. So I was a very, very emotionally based person. Right? Well, anyways, this will be the last podcast of ours you hear on Spotify. <laughs> <laughs> Here's the recipe for every cooking show. Take one queer eye, three tatted chefs fresh out of rehab, competing for a prize that will change nobody's life, add a weird ingredient like black truffle quail taint, simmer <laughs> on low for 26 seasons. Every chef has the same goal, to become the next Wolfgang Puck. The guys made 400 million off of starving people at airports. And don't get me started on Gordon Ramsay. An Englishman teaching people how to cook is like a Frenchman teaching people how to shower. (laughs) Apparently, all you need is a good catchphrase. Emerald has bam, Giada has bam, but that's just the sound of her giant head hitting a cabinet door. (laughs) And Paula Deen's is the N-word. I can't even say it because she has it trademarked. But if Chef Mike wants to be a master chef, iron chef, or top chef master, I'll preheat the oven to 350 and fly him to L.A. for this week's Web Redemption. This is how long uh, reality TV has been around, that when you apply to be on a reality television show, they ask you if you've been on one. And if you say yes, they say, has it been within the last eight years? And then you can answer yes or no, which implies that we've been doing this dumb shit for so long and we have such short attention spans yeah. that if you were on a 03 season of uh big brother you are fair game to be on you know survivor here in 2022 we are well over two decades of reality television i mean there was reality tv in the 90s but it didn't really it was explode. the real world it was very yeah. different it wasn't you know yeah the the it was fear factor or things like that it was wasn't the competition based the no. the sociology experiments of people backstabbing out with outwitting and outlasting and it's all also that weird stuff. now because you realize it's all fake well, yeah. we all, well like, shit we, now yeah. we all know that and people right. still watch it 
So reality show has been around for a long time. We find interesting people out there um, to uh, observe and report on, right? And we've gone through phases. And arguably, I'd say American Idol was one of like the early phases of let's make fun of people. Yes, which they don't do anymore because that's not PC. Exactly. Notice those new ABC ones, right, man? Like, they are positive and we yeah. empower people. But those early Fox ones. Oh, it was making fun of their looks. It was They were literally putting bad singers on the show on purpose because they wanted to make fun of them. And that, you know, in, in hindsight, holy shit, that's terrible. So a show like Tosh.0. Is an interesting twist on observing and reporting the internet, right? Instead of observing and reporting people. Well, that's why these shows are so easy to produce, is because oh, the cost is so low. Yeah, because they're not producing any of this yeah. content; they're finding not it. Not only and are, yeah. it. Think, think about it. If reality shows have a low cost point because you don't have you know the the cast of Friends demanding a yeah. million dollars an episode, episode yeah. Uh, if that is low, you take a Tosh point oh, where we're literally, which is essentially an old talk soup you know which was a show that used to be on e they're all just we're commenting on stuff that's already out there yeah right america's funniest home videos there's that's no what it is yeah there's no production cost involved yeah uh tosh point oh kind of uh ushered us into a new era of the laughing at the funny videos in his uh show on comedy central which was essentially him making fun of the viral clips that yeah. we, you know now that's be, what he did he made fun yeah, of everything right that's what he did all right let's look at this goofy stuff let's look at this goofy stuff and he would also do what we all wanted to do which was pluck some of these people from their viral fame and whatever they did into real life and ask them all the questions yes. in the world i have so many questions right i mean we've all done it we've all seen the guy who jumped his bike off of his roof into his pool yeah and you've all wanted to be like what the fuck were you thinking <laughs> and that's what tosh.0 does in some of his shows and is he's still on the air right i, think, I, I, I don't know i think so it's like another one of those shows that before i knew it there were like 90 seasons yeah it was like ridiculous and then you're not even sure if it's still on so tosh.0 does a feature where they pluck these folks out of their obscurity and you know daniel tosh for all intents and purposes you know fucking bags on them and it's, it's a, called a web redemption it's, it's called a roast okay that's that's what it is it's he you show up for a professional comedian yeah to just rip you to shreds and, and you gotta i mean you gotta have a sense of humor to do that yeah. a lot of people don't a lot of people cannot make fun of themselves so you know tell me i wasn't tickled pink when i found out that aj's hairdresser's husband <laughs> Was a web redemption. It's so funny because when we when when I have these appointments on Tosh Point Oh on Tosh Point Oh, um, we have the you know we talk about the shows we like because we're new here, so she and I are still getting to know each other. And at our appointment last week, we started talking about TV shows we like. We both watched The Sopranos. We yeah. both love Six Feet Under. Yeah. And then she says, "Do you watch Tosh Point oh? I said, "Oh, I used to. I, I was right. Bring, we I, used to watch it all the and time. There's no reason we don't. We just kind of fell no. out of the our habit. kid does now. By the way, that's, that's what I told her. I said, "My teenage son are. does. Yeah, yeah. Like, that's how old we are. That like we're done watching people hurt themselves and and the do, stuff we used to watch after yeah. he went to bed because it was inappropriate. He's now watching. Yeah, yeah. Um, full circle, right? I wasn't expecting her to say." 
my husband was on Tosh.0. Yeah. I was not expecting that. Like, we were talking about The Sopranos and all that stuff. All of a sudden, she's like, my husband was on Tosh.0. Again, going back to where we started, you know, it's been around so much that I fully expect to run into people all the time who've been featured on something. Look at me. I've been on fucking Ghost Hunters. That's one degree of separation, right? I meet people all the time who, who are on this show. I know a guy who was on 60 Days In, right? Like, it's just, it's been around long enough to where it's not that big of a wasn't deal. the guy on 60 Days In on Ghost Hunters with you? He was. He did fucking two of them. <laughs> he did two. And they were eight years apart. Eight years apart. <laughs> but this was so different for me because this is not just someone who was on, you know, intervention. This was someone. This is not somebody who applied to be yes. on a reality show. This is you doing something um, that the world, for the most part, finds entertaining for probably the wrong reasons, right? People are laughing at you. Not uh, with you. Not with you, but laughing at. Someone contacts you and says, hey, we want to talk to you all about this moment. That's fucking wild to me. That's what I said. So I, I asked her, I'm like, all right, do tell. I'm like, how does this happen? I, well, I need to know everything. I I have all the questions. I'll try to regurge. It wouldn't be hard to get her on the show. She doesn't I live know. far from I want to talk to fucking him. I mean, well, yeah. Her. yeah. I want to talk to that guy. Um, so she's like, Hold yeah. on. First off, you have to say, which one was his? Which what, what was his web redemption? So his web redemption, he is a chef. Okay. And he did a video mm-hmm. where he taught you how to make three cheese whatever. A three cheese pizza. Three cheese pizza. Thank you. And, you know, the funny part is watching this on YouTube, I said, holy shit, I remember watching this episode years ago when it was like brand new. So he made this video about how to make three cheese pizza. And and she's like, it's funny because he has a a lisp. So she's like, you know, he says, I'm a Tucson chef. But everybody thinks he's saying I'm a two-star chef. I'm a two-star Yeah. And she's, she's like, he knows he has a lisp. So, so um he puts up this video saying he's a Tucson or two-star oh, yeah. chef. Two-star chef. And he says, I'm going to teach you how to make a three-cheese pizza. And then he just basically dumps three different cheeses into one bowl and says, now you have three cheeses. Now you have a three. Yeah, it, it, it wasn't much to it more than dough. Here's the sauce. And then we're going to take three, three, cheeses. three cheeses, put them into one bowl. And then dump the cheese on. And then dump the cheese on. And now we have. Three cheese, pizza. three cheese pizza. So obviously, you know, the. But it was also, listen, this doesn't help that now your 12 year old on their iPhone with the help of a couple filters can film fucking Jurassic Park type videos. Yeah. This video was obviously from the early days of, oh, we know how to upload something on YouTube. It wasn't, but you know what? I will say it was way more professional than I think it appeared. It's just not, but. But, but it's not. You, you know, know what the, I'm saying? Yeah, no, there's no like graphic special like, effects. It was, it was a good video. It wasn't great. Like, I hate to say it. Kids now, and by kids, I mean kids who then grow into teenagers and adults who make all types of content. By seven or eight years old, they know how to present. Yeah. In the sense of they know how to say hello to someone on camera like, hey, what's up? It's your girl, Paige. Thanks for stopping by. Make sure you like and subscribe. They know how to say that. Where this is someone who is like, hello, I am a two-star chef, and I want to teach you how to make a cheese pizza. 
which would have been acceptable 30 fucking years ago. Yeah. But the fact now that eight-year-olds sound like Ryan Seacrest right. and they can deliver a cold a open to pressure, you. pressure, yeah. So, yeah, this, I mean, this is one of those videos that just, it's everything you want in, like, it's bad. He's got a goofy <laughs> lisp. It's not, like, we're not fucking teaching you some intricate recipe. It's And he's, like, deadpan. Yeah, That's he's the deadpan best. the whole pot. He's, like, he is very serious about this. And I'll give him credit. You know, cooking videos, I watch some really bad cooking videos sometimes. But as long as it gets the job done, but I don't dude, give a shit. But so this is so many good ones now. Well, that's, I, that's the, the problem. problem. Well, but but like you said, this is not now. This was yeah. years ago. But so. it's up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, 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 no. So, you're right. I'll give you that. Yeah. They're there. Yes, it, it's a much different game now. But yes. still, even back when he was uploading this, we're already in the time of Rachel Ray. Yeah. We're already in the time of the celebrity chef who knows how to bam. Right. We're gonna give you a little fucking pizzazz while we're teaching you, and he is deadpanning, telling you how to make a three cheese pizza in the most like ridiculous simple manner so she said he got a phone call from tosh.0 from the show and they said hey you know we want to have you on the show we saw your video we want to make it a web redemption i'm yeah. sure they explained it so to they him. have to explain him what yes. the shtick is yes they flew him out to la yes gave him like a thousand bucks yeah, yeah. they, they per put him DM, up baby. yeah they gave him a really nice hotel i get paid um she said that um, one of the first things he noticed was just that, I mean, he's really short. She's like, he's shorter than me. And she's, yeah. she's like oh, barely Daniel average. Daniel Tosh is fucking 20 That's feet tall. what she said. She's like, the first thing he noticed is yeah. that Daniel Tosh is like 6'5". Yeah. And they do in the web redemption, and we'll put it up on our social media, because you, if you don't know what you're looking for, you won't find yeah, it. Yeah, I was going to say, yeah. But in the web redemption, you know, they have him standing next to Daniel Tosh. And he's like waist high on Daniel. But he said Daniel was like the nicest guy like this is all in good fun thanks for being a good sport i would love to know because i had a chance to see daniel tosh actually at my first bonnaroo 2013 he was in the comedy tent back when bonnaroo still had their comedy tent before they became communist and took it away from yeah them. you should bring that back bonnaroo uh but daniel tosh and that was right when like tosh point oh was poof, like Huge, the, like yeah. a big fucking deal before it was ripped off by ridiculousness yeah. and everyone else and I remember thinking about it. I'm like, I wonder what, I feel like he's so socially awkward, which a lot of comics are, yeah. that he kind of uses the dick persona. And I, I, I just. As a defense. Yeah. yeah. And, and I so wondered, like, what's that guy like? But I did notice when, when I saw him in stage, because this little uh, comedy tent of Bonnaroo is kind of small. Um, I'm like, that guy's a monster. He's like very he tall, is because yeah. I'm just trained these days for most famous people or, or performers They're to be very short. short. Yeah. I swear to Christ. I don't know what it is. It, it's, it's, it's like they have the opposite of the signs at the amusement parks. Yeah. It's like, if you are taller than this, you cannot be famous. You cannot be famous. I'm no. sorry. Seeing a tall, famous person, but you know, look at, he's not a movie star. You know, he does, that his, is, yeah, he's just he a does comic, his own right? comic yeah. stand up show. So it works. But yeah. so, so yeah. she said they brought him out there and they did this web redemption. She said that he's a, you know, Daniel Tosh, super awesome. Yeah. Um, I, I think he got to sit in the audience for the show because obviously his part was pre-taped. Oh, that's funny. You get to so, sit in the audience. Then. Yeah. That's. <laughs> Do you think someone figures out halfway through watching oh, it in shit, the audience that they're like the guy sitting right next to him? Like, <laughs> oh, shit. But I didn't get to ask her a lot of questions about it. And I, I have more questions. In fact, I need I to do. write them down now my because big I one have is, so many things I want to ask. I mean, my big one is, and, and this is kind of almost along the line of, and I've kind of heard this addressed, um, but like the daily show, right? When the daily show does some of their 
you know, the quote unquote goof interviews, not the ones in studio. Those are like no. serious. But when they send the correspondent, and I've had this question since like, you know, back in the day when Steve Carell was a correspondent yeah. for the Daily Show. How do these guys essentially do these spoof interviews with real people without a breaking character or B just realizing you're fucking with someone and, and C why would that person agree to like talk to them? So I'll tell you what I know about that yeah. from like a theater standpoint, because yeah. I'm like, I'll break in a second. Like yeah. if I want, if I, if I'm about to laugh, you're not going to stop me. So I've had to learn a lot of self-control. Mm-hmm. Um, not just like, but even with our radio show, like I've yeah. had to learn how to basically, you have to believe your own bullshit. Yeah, so totally. they have to. She's be- learned how to not laugh uh, <laughs> very well with the radio show. You have to believe your own bullshit. You have to believe that what you're asking is a serious question and that their answer is acceptable. Yeah. You cannot in your head think I'm messing with this. So person. like when it's Jordan Klepper and Jordan Klepper is a perfect I mean, example yeah. because he doesn't he doesn't laugh. He doesn't break character. He's a serious reporter and he believes his own bullshit. Yeah. And they believe it, too, because he's being serious. Now, I know the big defense always said and and again, I'll I mean, use... if you're at a Trump rally and Jordan Klepper comes up to you, <laughs> right, you probably shouldn't talk to him if you don't want to be made fun of later on because that's what he's there but to do. But it's not but overtly, right? Like, it's just, no. he's asking you, like, oh, you think this? You think that? Well, what about well, okay. this? You think what? Are you sure? Yeah, he doesn't. All right, thank you, sir. He doesn't talk down to him, yeah. but, you know, when that show airs, you are going to be the butt of yeah. every joke. Um, But so here's my thing. Like, and I know the answer always given for a lot of the Daily Show stuff is that people know, um, yeah, they're going to be goofing with me, but it gives me an opportunity to get my view out there. Sure, yeah. Which kind of works with The Daily Show, because maybe you're dealing with people with certain beliefs or views, and they want to just get their views out there. And even though it's going to be a goof, they think they might reach one or two people. Sure, and they probably will. Doing a web redemption. Like, how do you approach... All you're doing the is whole, making fun of yourself. Thank you. That's, That's my it. thing. That's the, whole, the point. It's like you're signing up to be... The nerd. You are. Like, they're going, hey, dude, we're going to just beat your ass for like 20 minutes. And but you're going to be on national television. You're going to get a free trip out of it. And that's what I'm trying to figure out. And I'm not going to lie. I, I, I fully believe that more people started watching his cooking videos after this because, you know, they're like, this guy is yeah. funny and entertaining. And, oh, I saw him on Tosh Boy No. I mean, yeah. that's enough of a bump. I'm sure they call people, though. And people turn them down like, yes. no, I'm not going to be the butt you, of your joke. Can you imagine how many people probably have shit out there that they just don't want out yeah. there? And now someone calls them like, hey, uh, remember when you tripped and fell and uh, you ripped off your skirt at your friend's wedding? Well, yeah. we're a web redemption. And they're like, no, uh, click. I'd, I'd rather forget that day. Thank you very much. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, but you're right. I mean, they called him saying, you want to come on the show and get made fun I of? I mean, that's what they're essentially doing. Like, we there's, should, I'll get him on the show. That'll, yeah. That will be super I, I mean, you know, I'm, I'm just genuinely curious because, again, this maybe... This isn't like your video... Because we all have questions about the videos that are shown on these shows. Like, yeah. do people, do they contact them first? I know they do. I know that that's the big thing and that Tosh used to. Again, I don't really watch the show a lot anymore. Um, but he used to always then kind of make fun about people would bust on him for the, oh, that, that video is old. And he's like, yeah, you go around trying to license 90 million videos. Yeah. And that was, again, I don't know how the fuck he's doing the show now with 
Instagram and TikTok. That yeah. was just back when we were kind of uploading to YouTube. Yes. Um, and Facebook. We weren't really quite now where, where it's a platform. Uh, but yeah, I, but yeah, I, they're not, they're not calling you to say, can we just use your video on the show? They're calling no. you to say, come out here so we can make fun of you. Right. And that's so much yes. more than just using the video. That's like, yeah, you want to ask the questions. Yeah. All those questions that people put in the comment section. Yes. We, you're going to have to answer those. We want them to come to life. Yeah. And here's the weird part. And I'm glad I've never gotten the fucking phone call or the DM or, or the tweet that comes with it is that we have enough cringy shit on the internet that easily. Oh, yeah. Easily. Don't say that because somebody's going to go look for it and send it. <laughs> oh, in. we have cringy stuff. And that's, you know, maybe that's, that's. That's part of. I mean, that's just part of the internet. I would say that's. Well, that's just the nature of, of any creator, right? And, and I'm not just saying that by content creator or musician or artist, but I don't care if you build cars, um, you know, whatever it is, you're going to improve over time. And yeah. you're, you know, the stuff from the beginning is not going to look rough. Yeah. It's not going to look as pretty as the stuff now. So yeah, I've, I've always been worried I'll that someone's, look, I don't know if he's got any new cooking videos up. I would assume he's probably improved by now. That was yeah. probably a solid decade ago. See, I wonder if, if he didn't like, um, like, have you ever seen the South Park episode wing? And it features Wing, the Who's singer. <gasps> oh, she's oh. A, the Asian lady. Yes. Yeah, yes. Okay. So, so there's this actual Asian lady. I, I believe she's Chinese. Maybe not. Um, but she sings just pop songs uh, in in her own style. Some may call it tone deaf. Some may say it's a little hard on the ears. But she sings uh, to bring joy to people, and she became featured on South Park when they heard about her. And through the show, which may some may say, just like Tosh.0, made fun of the character and the singing, um, she became a worldwide fucking phenomenon. Yeah. And when it all came out, like, that's why she agreed to let them use all the music, because, you know, she felt like she could gain more fans. And listen, she probably knows she's not that good. But if so, and I think she even says that, but yeah. she says she sings to bring joy, right? Yeah, she, like that's, that's why she does. She's it. not singing to get on Broadway. She sings to make people happy. And there are a lot of people who appreciate that. They see somebody who's not really good at what they're doing, but they have, but they, they have passion and yeah. they put themselves out there. And that's, I think even more admirable than having the talent. So, yeah, so I the, get it. Yeah. You know, it's, it's again, who's, who's the fucking production assistant who has to make those phone calls. Oh. Daniel Tosh doesn't make that phone call. Matt and Trey don't make those phone no. calls. There's like, a line producer that has Who's to getting paid by the hour. Oh, who has to reach out and be like, "Hi, remember the one thing you did <laughs> that, that was so embarrassing? Yeah, you never want to remember." How do you feel about talking about that for 19 minutes on national television? And, and we're gonna air the video on national television too, so you have to be okay with that too. Okay. Oh, I should shove that where. <laughs> The Pat and AJ Podcast Network is available on all your favorite audio platforms. Subscribe today. Follow Pat and AJ on Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, and Facebook now at Pat and AJ. PatandAJ.com. Support the Pat and AJ Podcast Network today by donating on Venmo or Cash App. Powered by the people. The Pat and AJ Podcast.